You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. Welcome to the Strong Downs Podcast. We're here live at CNU in Detroit. We have been stood up by our first guest, but that's okay because I've got <laughs> a standby guest right here ready to go. Hello, Michelle. Erford. Hello. It's great to see you. <laughs> like really see you. I only hear you and see your typing, so it's nice to see you in person. Actually, that is a big deal, isn't it? It is nice to be together finally. Um, it seems like we... Uh, you know, I mean, we work so much together now, but we don't get to see each other all that often. Right, exactly. Um, t- talk a little bit, for the people who don't know, talk a little bit about what you do at Strong Towns. Yes, well, I have the best title ever invented, which was invented by Ed, my husband. Oh, yeah. And it's called Pathfinder. Yeah. And so what I get to do at Strong Towns is whenever we get an inquiry for someone wanting to hire you or learn about what you do, um, it all gets passed on to me and I get to have those initial phone calls and tell people about Strong Towns and all the format options you can do and all of those details. And I get to play therapist for a bit and listen to all of their needs and help define goals and objectives for them. And then I get to help get the, nail down the calendar, which is uh, challenging right, at times. Right. Yeah, you you run the calendar. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. the yeah. <laughs> I pride myself on running the calendar. No, you do a fantastic <laughs> job with the calendar. I, I always tell people you're the one who can make things happen. When, Thank you. When people get a hold of me and say, "Could you do?" and I'm like, "Whoa, hang on a sec. Talk to Michelle. Yep. You have she's a, the one have who a woman can for make that. things happen. Yes, I mean she's got it all figured out. Mm-hmm. And it's such a it, it, it is it, it is a complex job because. There's times when like we're scheduled to be on this side of the country and then on the other side of the country the next day. And then I have like my kids uh, play at school the next day and that's on my calendar saying, please don't schedule anything here. And so we're trying to figure out like, how do we make all this work? Yeah. But thankfully with, you know, the power of Google, everything, like we can figure it all out and it's like a big crossword puzzle. So I really enjoy that. How do you, what's it like to chat with? people. I mean, cause you, you're kind of the first point of contact yes. a lot of times when people call you up, what, what kind of stuff are they asking? What kind of stuff do they, they want to know? Well, initially a lot of people, um, don't have questions. They, what they want to do is share themselves with me and right. with you and with strong towns, <laughs> which let me just say is really awesome. It is it's awesome. But back in the days when I used to have to do that, it it would like suck up my whole week. Right. And, and it would just, it would drain all this time mm-hmm. for me. And I, I found that I wasn't very good at it. Like it's something I was not very good at <laughs> sitting and listening to, to, you know, cause everybody thinks their city is incredibly unique and has this very different thing about it. And a lot of times they do, but a lot of times it's not as unique as right. They. Well, and that's another interest. It's the, everything is interesting. Oh, um, my first career is in therapy. I'm a music therapist. So I enjoy hearing people's stories. Sure. And I just, you know, went to school and to learn how to listen to people and bounce things back to them and reflect what they say. Yeah. And so um, it's really interesting. As you can tell, they just need to get it out. Everyone loves strong towns. People call you because they're ready for you to come. Right. It's not, right. I don't have to market. 
That's so that's so incredible. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows that. People know more about strong towns than I do. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. They talk about recent uh, podcasts and articles, and I'm like, Shh, yeah. I'll look it up. But uh, <laughs> thankfully, they don't know your format, so I can tell you. Actually, I have something to contribute. Right. But yeah, everyone. <laughs> Um, everyone has their story to sh- share, which is great. But I always, as, uh, often I'll say, you know what? Those needs make a lot of sense. I'm writing them down, but we just had a call from someone else who's going the same thing. And when people hear that there's yeah. another town, a whole town with the same problems, right? you can just feel the sense of relief that yeah. we're not alone. And I can tell them that you talk about these topics all the time and they're like, whoa, we can do this too. And yeah. so it all works out. So that the main thing is everyone wants to get it out, which is wonderful. I'm here to be that container to help organize those thoughts for them. And then when it gets to question time, people want to know what you can do. And that's the fun part of my job because you are really flexible and you provide oh, a lot of different you. I try formats. to be. <laughs> You are. Everyone's really happy. <laughs> I was talking on the phone yesterday to the, the people from San Francisco. Um, they actually called me directly and, and felt bad. They said, we skipped over Michelle. And I go, no, <laughs> Michelle's not available today because she's traveling. But they felt bad. And, and the, the thing they were really most concerned about was how, basically how big of a diva I was going to be. <laughs> someone did ask. It wasn't them, but someone who I won't, wouldn't name. I don't remember anyway. Uh, but they did ask if you had a writer. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> but I thought um, was really nice. <laughs> but I did laugh out loud when they said it. Yeah. No, I told them, like, dude, I'm the least diva person. <laughs> you know, just keep, just don't make me eat, you know, weird food and I'll be fine. <laughs> yep, hamburgers all day. Yeah, no, that it's always like a standby. I'll, I'll eat healthy when I get home. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, there's been a couple times when I've gotten off the plane where they've had like a, a, a Mountain Dew waiting for no me. Way. Like, oh yeah, no, like that's good. I'm, I'm, this is so nice, you know. That's like that's really nice. Okay, so you you hear from people and then they ask you and then you you're able to tell them like here's the cool things we can do right to help you out. And everyone is always really impressed with how much you do in one day. Oh yeah. Well, kind of the rule is, uh, if I'm going to be away from home, let's kick butt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not. And I, I think, you know, being on the ground, like, I like to start early and go late. Um, I think the thing that I cut out that maybe frustrates people is I cut out the um, hanging out and drinking afterward. Sure, yeah. Because <laughs> that was like, in the early days uh, of, of being on the road, you know, I, I wasn't real disciplined about it. And so you'd go and you'd yeah. spend a day like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I'll do everything. And let's let's schedule, 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 meet with this group, meet with this group, go all these places, do all this stuff. And then we get to the end of the day and they'd say, yeah, and now we've got like an evening social and it'd be 10 o'clock at night and everybody would want to go out and hang out till one in the morning. Right. And it was really nice, you know, but then like the next day they would all sleep in and I would yeah, have to get up to... on a plane and go to the next place and do the same thing. Right. And so, yeah, I just realized pretty quickly, like that was the part that had to go. But mm-hmm. in terms of like doing stuff all day. Yeah. I mean, I, I would much rather do that than sit around. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so people are very impressed with that. Cool. And then people are also really impressed when they find out that um, when they hire Strong Towns to come for an event, it's more than the event because we have our social media 
guru and our um, communication specialist providing yeah. background services when they sign up with us. And they're really impressed with that because it takes the stuff that Rachel does with our communication specialist um, by sharing press releases and connecting with some media outlets and those sorts of things um, can take a huge stress off of the client. Right, right. Yeah. No, it was a, it was kind of amazing. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Uh, it, it was really amazing because, uh, you know, before we had that, there were some obvious things that we wanted to do around events, mm-hmm. but just didn't have the bandwidth to do right. them. And I, I kept going back to our board saying, look, if we could just do this, uh, it, w- it would make a huge difference. And it was kind of like a theory of mine. Like I thought, you know, if, if, if we mobilize this upfront stuff, write some articles about the place, uh, you know, contact people a, a month ahead of time and start prepping the date for them. And, uh, you know, that this would turn out uh, differently. And we were getting good crowds before, but boy, once Rachel started, once Yuri started, yeah. once the whole like machine kicked in, the crowds have just been amazing. And, you know, the, the, the length that people will drive to get to an event. I mean, we've had people drive three, three and a half hours. Ooh, that's good oh, to know. No, wow. just incredible. And cause we reach a, a wide area mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, to, just to get people lined up and, and there it's, it's made a huge difference. So yeah, I can see that being like a selling point. Because yeah. A lot of a people one. who are putting on events are not communications people. They're not PR people. Mm-hmm. They're not even event people. Right. Generally, we, we get a lot of different types of people who call, but the main groups would be, um, city workers, city employees, someone within a department, a department head of some sort. Um, and then we also have a group that's sort of like the active citizen super, I always call them super citizens yeah. who are calling and probably partnering with one or two or more nonprofits to get the funding together and really, I mean, grassroots with a capital G, cool. you know? And so that's really cool that we can have the support for them because they really are relieved to hear that just an article can be written and yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a big, it's nice. It's kind of funny. I, I go back to like the days I played music myself mm-hmm. and I, you know, I would play in these bands in Brainerd. It's like a vacation area. So there was, we didn't have a music scene like down in the twin cities and Minneapolis St. Paul where people were trying to get discovered. We had a music scene, like people were trying to make a living playing music at these clubs. And I got hooked in with a, a couple bands over the years and I would show up at these places and I, I just felt this obligation to help like make the thing work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I've got to get all my gear set up. I've got to get everything mic'd and all that. But then like between sets, I would like bus tables, and, <laughs> like, you know, rearrange chairs. That's and really stuff. nice. <laughs> oh no. But it was like, I, you know, th- this is, this is all part of, cause I mean, the thing was, is like, I want it to be great. And you know, I want the, this, these, you know, in, in the case of playing music, like I wanted to come back and play at this place again. And so it was like anything we can do to make this really special, uh, like a, like a great event. Like I wanted the staff to like us. I wanted the owners to like us, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they bring me extra stuff to drink when I, oh, sure. when I was, you know, like <laughs> the, this, I'm, you're the, this is our favorite drummer, you know, <laughs> but, uh, with our events now, it's kind of that way too. Like I really want it to, people are like, well, we, you know, would you mind doing 10 minutes of Q and A? I'm like, no, let's do an hour of Q and A. I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, let's do whatever, whatever makes it work for you. So yeah, that's, that's, that's fun. Good. That, that's when it gets fun to me. 
is when you can do things like that. Like, okay, last year, do you remember? It was in Michigan. I want to say it was Lansing, um, but I could be wrong about that. It was last December. And I showed up and they were kind of panicky because I had the morning keynote and then I had an afternoon session. Um, and they were kind of panicky and they said, oh, we, would you mind moving your afternoon session up? We had a cancellation. And this was a conference with like, there were two sessions on at a time. So A or B, you'd be one or the other. And they said, we've got this gap. We're going to move. Could we move you up? And I said, well, what if I just did a, another presentation? They're like, you have another one? I'm like, yeah, I have like eight presentations. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I would be ha- like, I could, well, what would you do? And I like explained right? like, oh, that would be fantastic. So I did three, I mean, I did like four and a half hours of presentation <laughs> and it was a blast. Yeah. It was so much fun. And I was able to, uh, you know, for a group of people, uh, and we had like standing room only by the time we got to the last one, you know, go through kind of the entire strong towns message in like a really deep way. And it was cool. It was great. But it, I, you know, they were so happy. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, oh, this is just extra fun. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's funny because part of my job is I have to figure out that iron out your agenda with them just so that you know yeah, the yeah. time frames and everyone's really serious about that which is wonderful and then i tell them you know once he's there he's gonna do whatever you ask and right. they're like oh good okay <laughs> i'm like we just need to get him on uh, the plane at the airport on time it's yeah. really the most important thing <laughs> yeah no exactly exactly now the, the only thing i really get like diva about i think is when the people want like my presentation two weeks in advance or three you know yeah, that can be tough oh my gosh because i'm like i'm I I I change it at the last minute. Like I I will tweak my presentation to the last second if I can, you know. And, and I'm always picking up like new stuff, whatever I'm I'm there, mm-hmm. you know, taking a photo of this or that. So that's good to know. So you do incorporate the when area I can. when you can. Well, and if if there's something, you know, that fits, mm-hmm. <laughs> depends on you know the the group and the, the the context. You have to um, flow with. Your inspiration. Yeah. You'll know when you get there. Exactly. And I'm, I'm not a, you know, our message is, is hard enough at times. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I never go in and try to humiliate people or like beat a place down. Uh, so there's, there's times when, but, but there are times when I can show like, okay, here's an example of, of, you know, maybe where you went off track a little bit. And then here's an example of like something with some great potential and help them. And, and, and those things will often be things they don't see. Like the one I'll say, you went off the track will be the thing that they're proud of. And the one that has all the potential <laughs> yeah. will be the thing like, oh, no, we're not sure about that. But I like to work those in to kind of help them get a local a local flavor for it. Because uh, sometimes it's easy to I – mean, the thing about like the curbside chat, it, it's about my hometown. And while it's really difficult to give in my hometown – because th- it's painful for people. Like this is their, when I'm like laying waste to, you know, the family secrets right. <laughs> in other parts of the country, they can look at it and say, yeah, that was really dumb. And yeah, that's really like a smart thing to do. And it's less personal for them, but it's universal enough where they can see themselves in it. Mm-hmm. So you always have to be careful when you show the local examples, because now yeah. you're starting to talk about their family secrets and you always have to do that in a way that doesn't, um, 
you know, and I, I'm not an antagonistic person in general, mm-hmm. but a way that doesn't antagonize them, you know. So it, it, it always depends on who the host is, the point they're trying to make, how far they, you know, how close to the edge of uncomfortable they want to push things, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, my inspiration when I'm there, too. Yeah, we always um, say on the phone that um, the whole purpose of a Strong Towns event is to kickstart the conversation. Right. So that the community can take in everything that they learn because we have an educational approach. Um, and so they can take in what they learn and really start digesting it, mulling it over, talking to each other and just figuring out what where they are and where they want to be. Right. What is the what's the weirdest thing so far that you've been asked? <laughs> is, is there one that comes to mind? Uh, um, I think the bike, everything you did in Duluth, was oh, rec- the, very recently was yeah, the yeah. most. I wouldn't call it weird, but kind of they most so unique cool. out of the yeah. whole everything I every call I get. So that was they did a. Um, they uh, they do an annual biking day. Yeah. Bike with the mayor. Okay. Yes. So right. that involved biking with the mayor in the morning. So that was interesting on my side of things because I had to figure out if you had a bike, if not, who we can get a bike from, um, how long the bike ride was, what the train was, because like, they were very nice. So we want to make sure that you knew so you were prepared. Yeah. Um, and then, and all of that. But it looked. The, I saw the pictures. It looked Actually, amazing. It was great. It was so much fun. I have to say. Um, I, how do I put this? I have, um, over the, over the winter, um, not been in like the best shape. <laughs> so the, oh, I, you know, I, I walk like four or five times a week, but I've got out of the rhythm of running and largely it was cause we had like deep snow this year. And the path mm-hmm. that I go is like trudging, a trudging path, not a running path. And I've been so since the storm happened last summer, I really like the free moments that I've had at my house have been like picking up mess. And so like I, I right now I feel like I have this lumberjack upper body cause I've been like moving trees and the hall, you know, like I, you see my lip is split right. from the tree, like hitting me in the mouth. Did you know that's what it's from? No, oh, I was sawing a tree and uh, like, you know, it just slapped back and hit me and like, this is looks good. It was swelled way up and like both a top and like tooth was loose and yeah, it was a mess. So like, you know, since last July, really, I've kind of gotten out of the exercise thing. And so I got on the bike and, you know, I'm wearing. Did you prep for the event? Did you do a practice run? No, 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 no. I'm no, because I'm in, you know, I'm in shape. I'm a 43 year old man, you know, ready to. Ready to bike Duluth. So the, the thing is, is uh, okay, that the night before, we had spent the whole week on the Iron Range. And the night before, we got done at like 8 o'clock. And I looked at the clock and I said, I can be home. I could stay in a hotel for the fourth night in a row. Or I could go home. And I can be home at 10.30, which I might get to see my wife for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> that would like, be nice. say hi to her and, uh, you know, take a shower in my own place and, you know, all, all the things that go with being home. And so I opted to do that. And I got to see the kids in the morning, too, just like for 10 minutes. But then I had to drive to Duluth. So I sacrificed sleep in order to have literally like 20 minutes of family time. Um, and I'd also kind of like developed a little bit of a cold by the end of that week. 
So I got there and we got there with a, with a bike, you know, and I, I set up and everything. And then we, we biked to where the mayor's thing was. And the bike there was all uphill. Oh. And not uphill, like, you know, st- like vertical, but like enough of, I mean, Duluth is a city of a, of a hill down to Lake Superior. It was enough uphill where me in my suit coat on this bike, not having done any real like aerobic exercise for months, um, you know, with kind of a cold, I got to the end and I texted my wife and I'm like, I think I'm going to pass out. <laughs> and this was like before the, the ride even started and I could feel like, and of course I'm surrounded by all these people in like spandex, like who bike a right, like hundred miles a week and I'm, you know, Oh, I'm going to, but then, uh, of course the way back was downhill. Right. And so you just kind of like glided along and it was very nice. And you know, if you look like they posted it, they took like a hundred pictures well, I posted, asked them to do that. I was oh, like, we yeah. never get Chuck on a bike. Please take no, tons of pictures. No, that was great. It was great. <laughs> and, and so they posted a ton of pictures. And it was, um, you know, I don't look like I'm about to die. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, but with the move that we're making, which I haven't really announced yet, but we'll talk about later, um, I'm going to be in a place where instead of, instead of uh, you know, coming home and then taking the dog for a walk, I'm actually going to be in a place where you walk Great. all the time. So, yeah. So did you enjoy that biking gig? You know, it was a blast. It was really a lot of fun. Well, and that's they- great to hear because we have something oh, we have coming. One? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, we have, I have someone that I'm talking to. I'll start to. training now. I don't think we, we're at the contract <laughs> stage yet. I don't really remember, but... <laughs> She asked for sample itineraries, so I included that one. And she's yeah. like, wait, will he bike with our people? Oh, yeah. And I'm no. not sure if she's serious or not. It, it was great. Joking. And it, it, was, it, was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I really admire <laughs> the mayor of Duluth. She's fantastic. And so to get a chance to chat with her for a while. And then, you know, the presentation. The, the fun thing about the presentation is that, like, bike groups like this, they're used to, if they have a presenter, they'll come in and they'll talk about rails to trails or they'll talk about getting bike lanes or they'll talk about, and I come in and I talk about the finance Yes. and I tell them like, look, the stuff you want is the stuff that's going to make the city rich. The stuff that you want are the high return investments. Instead of building that interchange, let's build out the entire bike network and you, this city will just explode with wealth and opportunity. And that's a message they don't get. Mm-hmm. And so every time I leave an event like that, they're like, oh my gosh, that just exploded our minds. Because what they're so used to is saying, okay, all of the other stuff is the like meat and potatoes. And the biking is like the dessert. It's like the frivolity. Right. And what I'm saying is that, no, like this is the meat and potatoes. Let's focus on this. And for them, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a twist and it's really powerful. I mean, we, we, the group there was ecstatic. I mean, it was a, it was a great interaction. Yeah. So let's do more, more biking. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd love to All do right. it. I'll make sure she's serious then. <laughs> I was, I wouldn't know that came through. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check with him first before I reply. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after we do these events, you typically follow up with people. Yes. And just say, you know, how to go, what, what could we do differently? What, 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 what went well? Right. Ta- th- that feedback is fascinating. It is. Talk about, uh, here's what I want you to talk about. Talk about the range of feedback. Because like on a scale of one to 10, one, like the event was horrible. 10, this is the most awesome event ever. What's the range that you get? Well, we do really well. We are nines and tens on everything. It it blows my mind because I've never seen anyone complain. You know, it's always like 
this was uh, this was either exactly what we had hoped for or this was out of this world and the great thing it's great to get that feedback um part of our feedback process is i just send an email to touch base and ask them we have a really simple survey that we ask people to fill out and it's really really important to get that feedback because you know our office we have like four people five people on staff but we are all over the place and so getting that feedback um, is really important to make sure we're all talking to the right people because once a, a event is scheduled and set we we have our own machine that happens, yeah it, it runs yeah. and we always want to make sure um well our staff is wonderful we're all really independent but we still want to make sure we're producing that product that everyone expects and right. exceeding those expectations so those that feedback is really important and the wonderful thing is that the strong feedback, you know, we do get some nines, and of course we want 11s on everything. Right. <laughs> but um, the feedback that we can improve on is stuff we really can improve on. It doesn't touch the message. It might be more like technical things, like communication yeah. stuff, which is always something that we can definitely work on. But um, the content area, because actually when I made that survey, there's this whole section about the presentation and the presenter. Yeah. Um, so it really... That focuses on you oh, and really? how you did. Okay. I don't know if you remember. I, I have not. I have it, oh, yeah. actually it, There's not like seen a Chuck section. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it asks about your visuals. It asks oh, about no way, really? the content, how oh, you see, presented. I, every, yeah. Okay. Evidently, I'm not There's screened like up too four bad. There's like four or five. Or you no, uh, you've always gotten very, okay, good. you've always gotten tens on that one. That's good. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need that kind of feedback. <laughs> but we get My it. wife will attest. <laughs> <laughs> I stuck that in there thinking, well, that would be nice to know. Yeah. Um, I hope he wants to know that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Well, I certainly want to know if there's a problem. And the great thing, also, the feedback form has um, like a testimonial section. So people can write in a testimonial. And those are really, really, not only are they just helpful to have that narrative, but they're really helpful for us because we can share them in our promotions, too. Because if someone has this successful event, we want world to hear about it so we can get more right right true share this message as far as we can yeah to, what's it like working with the rest of the team and you you, you can just talk you know freely here <laughs> <laughs> in fact you can talk about how bad it is working with me but <laughs> the worst part you know like i don't i don't know if you saw the other day that the job description thing i put together no but like when i got to mine i'm like you know kinking the pipe guy who doesn't get, you know, like everything stops on his desk and never moves on. I feel so bad because like, you know, you will send me something and I will be somewhere doing something and you'll say, I need this signed. And, and like five days later, I still, you have to send me a reminder like, Hey, remember that thing I sent you? And I'm like, Oh yeah. So I always feel bad. But how, besides like me being a pain, what's the rest of the, talk about working with the rest of the team. Well, it's really great. Um, we have a lot of great, um, like systems in place to help us communicate better. Like we use the Slack app. Do you like that? I do. I like I, it a lot better than email. Okay. Cause I almost feel like with all the, like the Asana and all the, all the stuff that we use, like it's, it, it fits me the way I work, like very checklist kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But like, am I imposing kind of an insane system on other people? No, but it you was like a, it. Yeah. It was an easy add and I kind of added another task for me, yeah, but yeah. I like it a lot better than the emails and we can, I can follow around, along with conversations yeah. between everyone a lot better because yeah. my job is all about tying up the loose ends and following up. And so right. it really helps a lot. Keeps and, you in the loop. Yeah. And it's nice because there's a lot of times when I just need to ask Rachel a question and I don't need 
to ask you, like, we actually try to not ask you many questions. <laughs> we feel very protective of you. We want you to oh, remain sweet. the big picture person. So uh, yeah. we try as hard as we can. That's to... good. I hope that a lot of things happen without my knowledge. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, like when Yuri came on board, yeah. I emailed him just to be like, what do you do? When do I ever need you? <laughs> kind of thing. Right. Like, right. And he immediately like, let's, we got on Google, um, oh, chat and, uh, had a, like a video call and just, you know, just 10 minutes. Like everyone's wonderful about, good. Um, about that. just bypassing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. Well, you know, that's, I hired the right people then. Yeah. But it's great. I've never worked with so many independent people and so many mission driven people. So it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. And I've never worked in a mobile office like this before and it's really working. Good. It works really well. What, how can you, and this is kind of a personal question. You don't have to answer this. <laughs> But um, I, I'm really kind of proud of the fact, personally, like me, that you – I'm proud of the fact that you would want to work with us, A. But B, I'm also proud of the fact that you are also a mom with yeah. a son and another one on the way and, you know, a, a kind of modern, busy schedule, mm-hmm. um, the occasional, like, Starbucks run and, yep. you know – uh, but you're able to, you know, do this at a really high level too. What is it like to balance those things? And, and, and is this like a, is this a good way to work? I guess is what I'm asking. It, it is. It's a definitely a great fit for me. Everyone is, you know, really different. And it's interesting because, um, my first career when I was a music therapist, I worked on hospital. I was very busy. But then when I had my first son, I didn't want to go back to work. Partly because I just didn't want all that stress. I just didn't, right. I didn't love my job enough to want to go back, right. but I also like, I didn't think I could handle all of it. And, and well, it was a huge balancing. Yeah. Balance. Yeah. And he's in daycare now. So it's not like he's really home when I'm at work, but there are times where he has to be home because he'll be sick or something. Right. And it's been, it's really been a blessing because I want to work and it's a perfect fit. And a lot of stuff I can do if I, since it's all emailing, I can, if I have to do it at night, that's fine. But also like the people that we work with, our clients are all very, um, really flexible themselves to, with talking with me. Cause that initial yeah. phone call is so important. Right. And there right. are times where we'll have a call scheduled, but maybe Eddie has to stay home with me for whatever reason. And he's usually fine, but you know, I just want people to know I, there's a three year old in the room. Right. At some point they like <laughs> mom's on the phone now. Yeah. I need her attention. And I'll, so I'll email the client and say, listen, you know, my my son is home, but he shouldn't be a problem. But just so you know, if you want to reschedule, that's fine. Right. And everyone, no one wants to reschedule. They're totally fine. They're like cool. my, my, uh, my, my colleagues in the office will probably talk to me more than your son will talk to you during yeah. the call. So it's a really great, it's a blessing really, this kind of a job, That's like so to nice. be able to, um, balance it out. I don't know what's, now that I'm pregnant, I'm five months along now. Yeah. I don't know what's, what we're going to do with an infant. I want to try to have him home as much as possible. Right. But right. I think that's really going to work out because everyone's so flexible. I think I can get a helper on like phone call day and I think it'll be fine. Well, we'll, uh, we'll figure out a way to, yeah. to make it work. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm really, uh, I, I realize that like this probably isn't for everybody. Right. Because, you know, some people need, like I have an office. Uh, I know Rachel, Yuri, I, I don't think they have offices. Mm-hmm. I think they'll go different places at times. But, you know, I, I needed to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And really that started when my kids were little too, because my wife was home two days a week. I was home one day a week. And then two days a week, they went to uh, a daycare center. But the problem was when I was like, especially when Chloe was born, uh, I was, I would work in my office downstairs and you know, the, I, I would come upstairs and my wife would get mad. She's like, are you here or not? Right. Because like 10 minutes ago, the kid was screaming and you were like nowhere to be right. found. And I'm like, well, I was on a call. And she's like, now everything is fine. And now you're up here wanting to be That's part of the family. spouses too. They always show up the minute you don't need them Exactly, anymore. exactly. <laughs> and so I just, I realized after like a period of time, like I'm not being, I, I, I thought I was here being supportive and I'm actually not. No, it's I'm, actually kind of worse because <laughs> kind of worse. Ed kind of does that too because you know, like he knows, I know he hears this, you know, and then like the that's, crying that's or whatever. What and say. he's not She's like, is it, he deaf? I would rather him not be around. Right. Yeah. Right. For her, it was like, you know, you're obviously don't care because you're downstairs doing whatever you're doing mm-hmm. and I'm up here struggling and you're not helping. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. So I, it, 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 I figured out I needed an office and yeah. it's just kind of, I kept it. It's, it's been, it's, it's a nice place to get away to yeah. and, uh, you know, store all my books and all my stuff too. Yeah. Plus I got a podcasting room and those kind of things. So, but yeah, it, it, it is that, you know, that, that time, especially when they're newborn. Right. I mean, you, you have to disconnect and spend time Mm-hmm. This will be your second now. Yes. And that is such a different thing. Another boy. It's so He's ex- already a different kid. This pregnancy has been a lot different. So I'm, he's shown me. Mom, it's so funny. don't compare me. To it, it is so funny because, you know, you, you, at, when you, before I was a parent, I would look at other parents and be like, I'm never going to do that. And then, of course, as soon as you are, you do it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. He watches a lot of TV. Uh, like when the, if yeah. I'm on a call, I, I give him a <laughs> bag of popcorn George, and a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he stays away and he does a good job. Yeah. The, the, there were all these things that like I'm never going to do. And the, the other thing was then when Chloe was born, there, there was this sense that like Stella would be a facsimile of Chloe. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're in the same house, we're, ra- you know, we're raising these kids the same, we're doing stuff the same. Why would these children be different? And they are so, <laughs> right. they're so radically different. <laughs> they're such different people. And it's really fun. I mean, it's fun meeting them and then getting to know them and watching them become themselves mm-hmm. in, in this very, you know, special way. So I'm, I'm just excited for you to go through that. Yeah. Cause you get to, to yeah, I mean, Eddie's such a cool little kid He is, and to, you know, add another one to the mix. And like I told you last night, for me, it, it, it was this realization that we just brought into the world, uh, the re, you know, the best friend of my other kid and you know, the fact that they, you know, Stella, the younger one has been raised primarily by Chloe with me kind of on the side, you know, cause that's who she looks to for everything. You know, am I good at, you know, do, um, Stella this year, like struggled and I use air quotes, struggled mm-hmm. with math, mm-hmm. meaning that she, you know, was like two grade levels ahead, but not four grade levels ahead okay. like Chloe. So, you know, we had to kind of like, no, you're, you're not, you're different than her. You're still like incredibly good at math. In fact, on her final test, she like the statewide test, she got like 98th percentile. She's like ridiculously good at math, but she's not as good as Chloe. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I, I, I try to explain to her, like, Chloe's two years ahead of you. You're not supposed to be as good as her, you know, like mm-hmm. chill. But she's the yardstick now by which everything is measured. And that's I, you're you're an oldest, aren't you? No, or I'm not. the youngest. Oh, you and are. my next sister is seven years older than me. So oh. I'm actually kind of the youngest and the only child sort okay. of at the same time. It's been interesting. That is interesting. Because, I mean, for me as the oldest, like I've had to explain to my wife a little bit about Chloe. Like, okay, here's why. <laughs> here's why she has like seemingly endless confidence, <laughs> you know, yet scratch the surface and she doesn't. You right. know? And the younger one I've had to try to understand because my wife is the youngest. And I've had to try to understand like how she – it's really made me respect a lot why my brothers like have viewed me in my opinions in the way they do. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what's up. the, yeah. It's like you, you're somehow like the gold standard. Oh yeah. Like my sisters are my heroes Yeah, and they're just regular people really. Yeah. But to me, they're the most beautiful, most well-adjusted, yeah. most successful people I've ever met. Exactly. So you are, that's the cool thing is that you are about to bring into the world that person in relation to Eddie, which yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm excited for you. All right. Well, um, thanks for filling in. Sure. Thanks for being here. Um, One last thing. Uh, I've been thinking that we need to have a wife of a new urbanist. I know. uh, Call him at some time. I've been thinking about that because this is my first full CNU conference. Yeah. Yeah. And even when I got here, I was like, oh, I know we're in the right place because all I see is khakis (laughs) and blue button ups. <laughs> I was getting our, um, you know, doing all our laundry so we could pack. And it, I looked at Ed's uh, wardrobe. Yeah. It's all blue shirt. I mean, now uh-huh. he's like checkered blue yeah. with white backgrounds, but like yeah. Yeah, lots of blue. Uh huh. <laughs> I actually, I think, I, I, I think Ed's a classy dresser. He is. For a new urbanist. <laughs> <For> a new <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I actually had my wife. Like, I, I just laid out on my clothes and I'm like, okay. Does this match this? And does this match this? And she's like, yeah, that looks okay. And that looks, that looks good, but I wouldn't wear that. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta yeah. run it through that. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to have a partner to bounce things off. Exactly. Of. So, so Ed, um, is here and, 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 uh, and you're hanging out with me. Yeah. You, do you plan to go to any sessions or not? I don't know. Probably, Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think there was one with Joe that I wanted to go to, but that might have already happened. I'm not sure. Yeah. And actually it was a, I think it was a pay extra kind of thing too. I think I was just going to show up and hope they don't kick out the pregnant lady. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's sort of my plan (laughs) this whole week. That's your MO. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's food all over the place and I'm like, I'm just going to elbow myself up to Uh, it. Well, that works. (laughs) Just look like you own the place. Yeah. All right. Michelle Erford. Thank you so much. Thank you. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. Drastic times require what? Drastic measures, yes! Who said that? They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's a story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Oh, Magnet City! I 
like you. I like your vision of the, of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit, Agenda 21. Yeah.